0: hey there how's it going i'm jeremy and this is mind above so on the eve of a presidential election i'm actually doing a quick little live stream so this was a question that got brought up i asked somebody what they would appreciate talking about and they brought up the idea of cultivating joy so if you're familiar with mindfulness practices and the different altruistic aspects of it that we hear cultivating joy comes up and it's this idea that we have the potential inside of us to bring about joy in our own existence, even though we may be facing negative or stressful consequences. Like, let's be real, 2020 has had a lot going on for us no matter where we fall. Political landscapes, spectrum aside, it's been a lot of stress and anxiety in the general societal frame, but also for us sometimes more personally as well. So cultivating joy isn't this like cognitive dissonance that we remind ourselves that we're you know going to avoid all things and all bad. It's about to helping us see that as humans, we are prone to negativity bias, which is like we're attracted to negativity. We see it as a judgment, a beacon, a waypoint, and we use that and we can make things more problematic at times. So, this is a way of us reminding ourselves of how do we reconnect with our own joy and how do we actually understand what that is. So, think about babies, think about kids, think about little children and how they respond to things that we see as just pure, raw joy. The emotions that come with it, the excitement that they may, you know, respond to things if simplicity, that's something that we have inside us. Joy is an inherent quality. It comes from within. It's not created by some external thing. How many people like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram? Joy is something that is connected to us at a deeper level. How we cultivate that joy is we've got to find ways to satisfy it. So some principles that kind of can help us get into that knowledge base of connecting to our own joy, even in times of, you know, like we're talking for today, election and things we don't have certainty about. So think about ways you satisfy that self is find ways to commit to service to others to do other things for good for reasons that go beyond self interest. So sometimes simple as you know, helping somebody with a family plan and helping somebody with some volunteer opportunity, using your skills and services to help better other people or hell, learn a skill or a service to help, uh, help other people. Um, you know, there's ways that we can get injected into these acts of service that ways that make us compelled to feel better about what we're doing and how we're impacting those around us. So sometimes community involvement, sometimes simple things is like reaching out to a friend. That's how simple this can be. We make it a lot more complex because we get focused in that negativity bias and we feel everything's being drained and pulled into it. And then we discount any positive creation or momentum that we want. Practice gratitude. That's the next one. So number two is practicing gratitude. So here's something that we don't realize until we think about it sometimes is we're human. Yes, obviously, but we're also thinking machines. So as thinking machines, we can get into routines and we can establish this complacency in our own existence daily. And we just go along to get along. And that is what it is mentality pet peeve of mine, by the way, is we sit down and we tell ourselves, well, this is it, this is how it has to be. And this is how it always will be. Yet, we could easily take an opportunity right there to identify a place to inject the identity of joy and how we cultivate that, how we process it. So if you have the same thoughts, you're gonna have the same kind of decisions. So we have to make action point to discontinue that cycle. So break the cycle, get out of your own loop. Think about you know, the scene in the matrix, taking which pill, blue or the red. You've got an opportunity to inject a new idea, a new opportunity, a new thought line. If you practice gratitude, it's a great way to get outside of your own little complacency. So you simply thinking, being thankful for things, you saying things of nice kindness to others instead of being just succumb to the negativity that could be surrounding us. It's a fun thing when you actually identify that, holy crap, I can affect my mood and I can affect others around me by caring about myself and making an intentional pathway to joy and being able to find a place of gratitude and connection that I am not compelled to what others say, do or want and be pulled into a negative bias. So think about shifting your perspective. If your perspective shifts, your mood shifts. If your mood shifts, well, your emotions are probably going to go up with it. And when that occurs, you've created joy. You're cultivating joy. You are establishing it and growing it from within. Super exciting stuff when you can actually connect to it in a meaningful way. It's not about satisfying others' needs. It's about practicing these moves to make it so you have a true understanding and depth and awareness of what joy is inside and how you are able to cultivate it. So we've covered two things so far out of the five, I promised. So first thing we said was find ways to be of service, acts of service, ways that we can connect and support others. That's a great way to cultivate our joy because that connects to us at a deeper level and that lets that empathic person inside of us really flourish and know that we can care for others and our genuine authenticity, excuse me, our genuine authenticity and concern is being expressed and established a connection to them and their need. Next one was practice gratitude. So different ways of doing that, that could be gratitude journals, that could be notes to people, that could be making a point to express gratitude to others and co-working situation, etc. There's all kinds of ways to do that. There's tons of things you can find on the good old Pinterest boards that will give you opportunities galore to embrace for the the gratitude practice. Number three, as cliche as this sounds, live your truth. Be whoever the hell you are. Don't be compelled to be something that you're not. Don't put yourself out into the world and be this ideal image that others think you want to be or you feel you should be because of how they influence you. Be authentic and be true to yourself. Find ways to connect and be courageous in the fact that you're going to feel vulnerable at times and you're going to feel awkward and you're going to do live streams and talk to people sometimes and you're going to be trying to encourage others to cultivate joy. Hey, good example, using myself. Point being is it's okay to not feel certain all the time and it's okay to have struggles in life, but we don't have to subdue and try to route around them all the time sometimes we get to face them and in that moment of what feels like fear we can find strength we can find a way to connect and actually bring joy while facing hardship or facing in what was potentially a negative input or negative bias before that's an exciting moment because we have retrained our thinking through our behaviors and we have allowed ourselves to uplift in a place where we could have been feeling down and and beat up and anxious before. So that's another great thing. Live your truth, whatever that may be. Um, Another one is what do you occupy yourself with? Or what do you put in front of you? What are your priorities? So when I talk about priorities, A, what inspires you? B, what provides you motivation to actually achieve your goals? That's an important one, actually achieve your goals. Uh what brings you and uplifts you, it makes you feel empowered to like really just you know make the changes you need to succeed to like stick to them? Like great thing we always talk about, for instance, is diet planning, you know that's a fad and it's told, oh, diet is evil, oh diet is necessary. We can vacillate with it, go back and forth, and we can get consumed by it. So there's a good example. but things that keep you motivated, keeping that cycle of motivation that brings you joy, what you know what is something or someone that makes you feel cheered for and compassionate about? Um, you know, it doesn't have to be, we cut people out of our life and we act like others don't exist. It could be something as simple of allowing us to look and reassess what is the front row at our concert. If we're on the stage and we're singing and we're presenting our life, your actor, theater, what have you, who's in the front row, who are your number one avid devoted fans? Who are the people that you either know personally Or you know of by reputation or by your own interest that you feel compelled to and you feel an authentic connection to what they share that's the kind of stuff we want on our front row and the fifth thing is super fun harder to do easier to say stop comparing yourself and practice self-compassion quit being an a-hole to yourself stop the self-judgment even if it's just for one day One of the biggest challenges I like to throw out to people when I first meet them, we talk about stuff in counseling is literally take a Mr. Clean magic eraser to your self judgment, wipe it off the board. If you could live without self judgment for a day, an hour, 30 minutes, imagine how much kinder you would feel towards your own existence, how much more uplifted and determined you would be all these other steps we've been talking about. Be compassionate to yourself. If you can't be kind to you, how do you expect others to be kind? How do you expect others to help if you're unwilling to be helped because you're mired in negativity and you're mired in pulling away from opportunity to create better and to cultivate the joy that we're talking about. So as we kind of review it, take away the should, the could, and those kinds of things and take away that hesitance that we put in there. So a lot of times we'll hear people say, I should quit using social media as much. I should lose weight. I should go to exercise or I could. And we tell ourselves the should, coulda, and we completely discount an opportunity. So let's simply do a little bit of word volley instead of saying should, I will. And give yourself a date to take action and be excited about that opportunity that you're creating by actually holding yourself to this authentic self, this accountable self, And also the determination that you're creating to cultivate that joy. It feels good when we actually stick to our goals. You know, it's amazing the difference we can feel when we actually have this awareness and we're not just guided blindly by external things. Social media is great. It has its place. It has its reason. It's an also evil, according to people. It's whatever we find with it. But the biggest thing is, hey, how do I cultivate my joy how do i engage and disengage with input from external resources and information i have that ability inside of here and inside of my heart i have the ability to connect and convey an emotional truth an authentic self that is compelling of what i am and what i want to be as opposed to fulfilling someone else's vision of me We get to be that kind of authentic truth. We get to be that self that is so connected that even when we're dealing with hardship, frustration, the world at large, politics, what have you, we get to connect to ourself and know that we have the ability to find joy. Yes, there are hardships. Yes, there are struggles. We're not ignoring them and we're not just semi-glossing over them and doing a veneered look of it. We are actually gonna be able to Face difficult things and situations but what we're doing is we're finding a way to connect back to our joy so our joy again as I said at the beginning that is an inherent thing that is something that comes from within us it can't be crafted externally it can't be satisfied by alcohol or drugs anybody else magical pills magical thinking whatever you want to call it that's temporary happiness that is not joy joy is something we have to establish and cultivate from within it is how we connect to ourself at this level of authentic truth that allows us to then feel that depth, that satisfaction, that actual immense sensation, that warmth in your belly, whatever you feel, that you connect to that true feeling of joy. That's where I want to make sure that I cultivate joy and make a difference in establishing creating happiness or feeling happier, feeling good versus actual cultivating joy. It is a more intrinsic thing that we are connecting back to think of my example at the very very beginning a baby laughing at something as simple as playing peekaboo that's joy something that has a raw emotional availability that brings us this established connection and confidence in what we are doing that's joy so appreciate you guys joining me and talking about how to cultivate joy um, no matter where you fall in the political spectrum of things, I wish you a good evening and try to disconnect a little bit. Do some breathing exercises if you need to take time for yourself, take time for your family, take time for your friends. But know that no matter what we face tomorrow when we wake up, you have the opportunity and the absolute right to cultivate joy in your existence. No one and nothing is allowed to take that away from you. We can face the hardship, we can face the struggles, we can face the strife, and we can come to an understanding of how to address those things. But if we're not able to find joy in ourself, it is much more difficult to face those hardships and negativity that exist if we aren't able to keep that sense of accountability and authenticity in our own life. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, I'm Jeremy, I'm a therapist from Mind Above based in Dallas, Texas. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me anytime on social media. And if there's anything you'd like to hear me talk about or anybody you'd like to hear me talk with, please let me know. And I appreciate your support. You guys have a great evening. Thanks.